Welcome to the MCW Office of Faculty Affairs podcast. Hello, my name is Christina Rungi, and I'm Associate Provost for MCW's Office of Faculty Affairs. The OFA team created this podcast to provide information on topics that support your careers and help you flourish as a faculty member at MCW. Hello, welcome to today's podcast. Today we're talking about Leadership Academy, and we have the pleasure of having Nate Filzen, MCW Talent Planning and Development Consultant, joining us today. Welcome, Nate. Thanks so much for having me, Dr. Rungi. Wonderful. Wow. So why don't we jump right in? So we're talking about Leadership Academy. So why don't you tell us what is Leadership Academy? Yeah, thanks for the opportunity. Leadership Academy is really a collaborative program between uh, MCW and then the University of Wisconsin-Milwaukee, uh, Sheldon B. Lubar School of Business. And really what it is, is it's a, it's a leadership program for our emerging and uh, future leaders of the institution that is really aimed at preparing those leaders, both on the faculty and staff side, to address the challenges inherent in the, the ever-changing environment of academic medicine. Since that's the purpose of it, then what would you say are the primary benefits to the participants? Well, I think number one uh, primary benefit is just that it's it's really going to bring current relevant business and leadership skills to these individuals and sort of in this you know abbreviated uh, but really intense and, and fairly interactive manner. Even even though in the upcoming year will probably be mostly virtual, it still is very interactive with the participants. I think one of the biggest benefits that we've seen uh, is something that maybe can't be measured. I'll get into some of the measurable benefits, uh, but one of the maybe the, the immeasurable benefits is the amount of networking that happens amongst leaders in the institution and future leaders of the institution who may not have had the opportunity to collaborate on things previously. Um, so certainly we can see relationships develop and uh, and, and really per- pave the way for future collaborations through uh, through this process. But some of the other benefits that we've seen is specifically for faculty, um, they actually generally promote at a faster rate than non-participants. So for instance, if you break it down to uh, male participants, they promote from uh, assistant professor rank about a half year faster and from the associate professor rank, uh, almost two years faster than non-participants. And female participants, uh, they're about, again, about a half a year of promoting from the assistant professor rank, and then about a year quicker of the associate professor rank for, for those faculty members. And for our staff members, they, they too promote at a much higher rate than non-faculty, non-academy members, excuse me. So they uh, we have about 57% of our staff academy members will promote into a role with greater responsibility uh, within two years of completing the academy, as opposed to you know, 22% of individuals in similar roles who did not attend. So really uh, some, some big benefits to individuals there. And from an institutional perspective, we get the benefit of higher retention rates from these, inter- from these individuals, uh, higher, higher retention than the general population of the institution. We're at about a 90% uh, retention rate um, for these individuals. And then uh, the other, uh, I think, key, key benefit for the institution is we're building, we're building homegrown leaders and we're having people that are going through a program together and hearing the same sort of things. So we're all sort of then speaking the same language and, uh, and, and have that same base of knowledge as we, 
as we further develop other employees. Yeah, fantastic. Do you think too, um, do you get the sense then, whether it's measured or not, that the participants in Leadership Academy also experience a level of engagement um, with the institution? Like you said, you know, networking and working with people that maybe they didn't have an opportunity to, that that, that also helps feeling part of uh, the institution and part of the MCW family even a little bit more. Yeah, I mean, certain, certainly anecdotally from things that I've heard from past participants, as well as comments that we've gotten in the feedback that they do feel very invested in by the uh, by the organization, by their leadership, and it it helps them feel more engaged and more appreciated in the work that they do on a daily basis. Great, you know, I remember a couple of years ago at our kickoff meeting, Nate. Um, I remember some of the participants were saying, um, like, I don't know how I ended up here or why I was chosen here. Right. And so, and so what would you say for, um, what are the types of, uh, of faculty and, and, and staff are included in this as well, but with this podcast in particular faculty, um, what are the aspects of, of how people are, are nominated and, and selected for Leadership Academy? I, I remember that, that conversation yeah. as well. And having so many people say, I have no idea how I got here, but here I am. Really, what we're looking for for the individuals in the academy are people who have displayed, whether formally or informally, some leadership that has been identified by uh, primarily, typically we get nominations from that person's leader. Uh, but when we talk about leadership, we mean professionalism and how we build relationships and, and how we carry ourselves just in the work that we do and also how well we do our our work uh so there's no there aren't any necessary there are not necessarily any uh prerequisites to being nominated for the leadership academy but we are certainly looking for individuals who have uh, shown an an appetite for further development that have shown some uh some aptitude for um problem solving and critical thinking and and, and really being seen as somebody that could be a leader of the institution. Now, this doesn't preclude individuals who are currently formal leaders in a department or in a division or a section chief or anything like that from, from uh, joining. But really, it's those people where we see that, that great potential um, for further development. And we've had, we've had individuals from uh, you know, their first few weeks as a faculty member at MCW to individuals who are already... Uh, professor by rank, but they're looking to have some further leadership. So they go through the academy. So we've had we've had all those all those different levels. And speaking speaking specifically of how people apply, uh, there is a uh, an online form that can be filled out, and it, the the information for nomination is actually being sent to all of the uh, department and center leaders by the end of April. So the, the best way to express to express uh, interest in the program is really to talk to your leader, uh, talk to your division leader, your department leader, your center leader, whatever it may be. Uh, they should have information on how to apply. There's also information on the InfoScope website uh, that you can review information about past academies. And we hope to have a link for nomination there as well. Um, it's a simple form. It asks for the, the information of the person nominating, the reason why you feel like that individual should go through or should be accepted into Leadership Academy, um, and, and really what the, the benefit would be for that individual. 
Oh, wow. That's great, Nate. Thank you. And, I, you know, it does make me think kind of back to your earlier comment about, you know, people have demonstrated professionalism and critical thinking skills. We know professionalism and, and, and respectful behavior and things. I mean, that's those are all so such high values here. And and this is another thing that, you know, um, that you never know who is looking right and, and and looking for the types of qualities that were that are, are really great leadership qualities, too. And so when people demonstrate those on a daily basis, you know, it's just that much more reason to to really want to put those those forward and everything to you. So I appreciate that, Nate. There are a couple of ways as one is you may be selected by demonstrating some of these and not knowing people have noticed. Or if you really are thinking this, you can uh, take a proactive approach too and talk to your leader and, and, and find out more about it and express interest in it as well. I do appreciate that. Yeah, and we've definitely seen both. I, I get emails throughout the year from people that are interested and in asking how they can be a participant. I give them that same information. And then we've seen people who have heard about Leadership Academy maybe, but have never really thought about raising their hand to be nominated. Uh, and then they end up getting nominated by someone and, and getting accepted. And it doesn't, I, I said it's primarily from that person's leader, but it doesn't have to be. We've had individuals be accepted into the Leadership Academy who are nominated by someone who wasn't even in their same department uh, or in their same division. Uh, just they they recognized the potential in the individual, nominated them, and had a compelling nomination. They got accepted into the academy. Oh, wonderful! Well, and and another reason to be involved at the institution to serve on committees and and uh, get out of your own departments and 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 uh, interact with people too. You never know who's um, who can be that potential nominator too. So that's a really nice reason also to kind of get out there and get to know a lot of people and and things too. Absolutely. Wonderful. Oh, I appreciate that. And do you have some uh, cool stories of like what what some of our uh, Leadership Academy graduates have um, gone on to do? So some of the success stories that that come to mind. Sure. Uh, you, you mentioned committee service and things like that. Certainly individuals who have gone through the academy have been tabbed to serve on different committees. Uh, based on having having a, a wider network of individuals who know who they are and know how great they are, uh, they've been tabbed to to serve on these things um, um, that way as well. But there are there are quite a few success stories. I mean, I'm I'm talking to a former uh, leadership academy <laughs> participant <laughs> right now. I, I shouldn't say former. I should say a leadership academy alumni uh, uh, right. alumnus who has. Uh, you know, expanded her career as we've as we've gone through. But I'll, uh, I can talk about some of the individuals as well. But let me start by saying some of the success stories from the Leadership Academy have come from our capstone projects. And, and what the capstone projects are, each individual who is accepted into the Leadership Academy, and we take up to 35 individuals per year into into this academy but each individual is required to submit a capstone project idea and really the ideas can be anything from from any sort of quality improvement or process improvement initiative uh, cost savings sort of thing and i some idea that will assist mcw with with a uh with a, an initiative that they have going on or that we have going on or academic medicine as a whole or one of our partners whatever it is but really something for which they can utilize the skills that they'll learn in the academy and they'll work on that with a group of other academy members throughout the course of the academy and then likely after the academy ends to make sure that it continues through and gets finished Everyone submits uh, an idea. 
ultimately the members of the academy select the five or six projects that will be worked on throughout the year. So you're working on a team of six to eight people, depending on how many, how many projects we have. And again, you're taking the skills that you learn, applying those to the projects and hopefully coming to a positive resolution. But we've seen things even all the way back as far as when the zoo interchange project really started getting underway uh, was when one of our first academies uh, went through with a, with a capstone project. And what they, what they did was really came up with an idea of centralized and consistent communication throughout the enterprise so that everyone on campus regardless of the institution you work for, was getting the same information around uh, around that. And as somebody who lived through it, I mean, I feel like the communication around that project was was great. Even if I deleted half the emails that came through or whatever it was, <laughs> uh, everything that that came through was 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 really um, informative. and it was it was great to see that we were all getting the same information. We've had things like, um, MCW becoming a maintenance and certification organization. That project uh, started as a capstone initiative by one of the groups. We have a pretty thriving now um, APP fellowship program on our adult practice. I know we have one on the on the pediatric practice as well, but there was a specific capstone project work that worked on formulating and executing the first APP fellowships for our adult practice. Um, those are just three that I can think of right off the top of my head that have been some successful things that have helped MCW and the members of the team. Obviously, it gave them a little bit more visibility as well. We can, you know, we can talk about individuals that have gone on to do great things. And we, aside from the promotions that we've seen, we've had individuals that have moved into chair positions um, after they have completed the academy, whether it's at MCW, we've had uh, a couple that I can think of, and then we've had a few that have left the institution to take on chair opportunities at, at other places. And, you know, frankly, we still consider that a benefit of the, of, of the program. We're developing individuals. We hope that they'll stay with MCW, but we know that they're taking the knowledge that they learned at MCW, and, and now they're changing lives at other places. So it still comes back to MCW. It still comes back to what we've done. We have vice chairs of research and chairs of research and, uh, you know, assistant and associate deans and assistant and associate provosts of different organizations within MCW that have gone through the leadership academy. We've had, and that's specific to faculty, we've had similar things on the staff side. You know, we've had people that have gone from a, a manager role and now they're leading entire departments. So it's been, it's been really great to see uh, some of the individuals who have gone through the academy, and now we even get people that have been through it and have promoted into these into these larger roles. Now they're nominating people that they want to see fall in their footsteps. So it's been really cool to watch that way. Oh, wonderful. Well, yeah, I, I like what you said too because I think that um, these capstone projects and and even they're they're real world issues. So it's like by the participants for the participants in their areas, they know best what needs to be worked on, right? So I, I really like that model of asking the participants about what projects to do because they're there and they see some inefficiencies or things that need to be done or ways we can really like um, take things to the next level. So I really, really like that model. And then they have real world impact. So mm -hmm. I, I think that's great. So um, wonderful. This is great information, Nate. And, and so any last thoughts on uh, joining the program? Yeah. So our nomination process will open in... Uh, by May 1st, and then it will close at the end of May. So we have the entire month of May to get nominations in. And 
the, the nomination form isn't overly complex. It asks for the nominator, some you know, name, email, phone number. We ask for the nominee, name, email, phone number, and then just a couple of things like what is this person's current role? What would they benefit? Uh, why would Leadership Academy benefit them? And you know, what, uh, what are the plans for this person after Leadership Academy? Some questions like that. So not anything you know, overly cumbersome, but that is, that is what the online form is. So uh, as I mentioned, if you're really interested, if people are interested, they should definitely speak with their division, department, or center leader uh, to get more information because that person should have uh, the, the nomination form link to fill out. And then we'll also look to have the nomination form on the InfoScope page. So if you search Leadership Academy on InfoScope, you'll be able to go out and see some of the um, information about the Academy in terms of what are some of the uh, topics that we cover within the Academy. You'll find out some information about previous capstone projects as well as previous members in case you want to talk to anyone that was a previous member. Um, and if you still have questions or want additional information, you can always contact me and uh, I can you know, talk forever about the Academy and, and what it does and, and uh, what is necessary to go through it. And then also uh, can get you that nomination form as well. If you can't find it anywhere else, I am definitely available. Wonderful. Well, thank you, Nate. This is so much great information. And uh, really, uh, the Leadership Academy is just like a gem of the institution in a way that we develop people. And, and I just love it. So, so thank you for all your work for the Leadership Academy. I know you've been doing this for many years now and we've been doing it together. So um, thanks again and thanks for participating today and sharing all this great information. Absolutely happy to do it, Dr. Rungi. Thank you. And thank you for your continued support and, and guidance as we go through the Academy. Absolutely. All right, thank you, Nate. The OFA pod is produced by the MCW Office of Faculty Affairs. For more information, please search for Faculty Affairs on InfoScope. If you have questions from today's podcast or any topic, please contact us at facultyaffairs at mcw.edu. Thank you for listening.